Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The man, the myth, the modern classic. Only here for a visit. The riotous must-have new book by Alan Brazil, featuring legendary tales from a life lived large and loud on pitch and off-piste. It's the year's most explosive rock and roll memoir. Only here for a visit. The brand new autobiography by Alan Brazil. Just what you need for a lockdown read. Now available in audio form from Audible.com. This is Talksport Daily. Happy Monday. I'm John Jackson, and welcome to another edition of the Talksport Daily podcast. In today's episode, we've got the reaction to that incredible seventh world title for the most successful racing driver in history, Lewis Hamilton, as well as news of a managerial sacking in the championship. Look at the table. You can probably guess who that is. And Theo Walcott will also be on the pod as well. But we kick things off in the Nations League, where England were beaten 2-0 by Belgium. The match was live on TalkSport with your commentators, Jim Proudfoot and the former England left-back, Stuart Pearce. It's Mertens that hits it. Oh, it's a brilliantly taken free kick. Belgium lead by two goals to nil. Pickford dived to his right-hand side, grasping a fresh air. It hasn't been a bad England performance, but they're already 2-0 down and their hopes of getting through to the final four in the Nations League have disappeared. I can only praise the players that were here tonight. I mean, it's obvious throughout the autumn we've been missing so many players in every camp, but I'm focused on the players that were here because the players that were here gave absolutely everything and there were some excellent individual performances. We've had 11 debuts, I think, across the autumn and a lot of players who've forced their way into the uh, our thinking for a squad and a lot of players who are forcing our thinking into the team. And Belgium have the lead with Yuri Tielemans' goal from the edge of the penalty area as it was worked into his path. A little right-footed effort that just took a little flick on his way through, hit the inside of the post and rolls over the line. Well, I've got to give them a lot of credit. They're a top team who defended very well. They defended their box well. A couple of times we we didn't quite find the final pass or um, there were a couple of opportunities. I thought we might have got shots away that we didn't. In from Trippier, it's a deep outswing. Kane and Lukaku's there to head it off the line. Got in behind his goalkeeper and missed it. But in a top-level game, we, we had a, a fair proportion of the chances on goal you're not going to get loads in a in a high level game like that I think we had more than we had at Wembley and I think our attacking performance was better than it was at Wembley well, despite that defeat, the name on many pundits' lips was Aston Villa's Jack Grealish. He caught the eye of our very own Stuart Pearce and was also praised by his manager, Gareth Southgate. 
Greenish trying to cut onto his right foot, then pirouettes and goes back the other way, and then onto his right again, but he can't keep his effort down as he fires a shot in, and it goes over the bar. The benefits of Grealish in your team is he knows full well the defenders. Whenever he's in the box, they know if they go anywhere near him, he's going to get to the ground very, very quickly. Firstly, as a person, since he's come into the camp, he's impressed us with his approach. He's been curious to to find out how you know what we're looking for, for from him um he's taken that on board with his performances and in training and he transferred his club performances into international football tonight against the top level opponent we we couldn't have been happier with what he did he should be really proud of of his performance the edge of the area to Grealish oh Jack Grealish it would be a start for me but it's so many to pick from you've got Raheem you've got you've got Marcus I mean it just all the names roll off my tongue so it's it's a good headache. It trust me, it's a very good headache when you got this. Really, it's easy to, to to look at players and see what they do at club level and say, well, they need to do the same thing that they do at club level so successfully. That's not always possible. Not everyone in the team can do that and I think there has to be a little bit of flexibility I feel like over these last two games Jack Grealish has made an incredibly convincing case for him to be involved going forward Grealish with an opportunity to take on Mertens who uh, he then just runs into Mertens who made no attempt to get out of the way and Grealish gets another free kick another opportunity for England to try and work a set piece here we've got to get the best out of him it's, it's the old saying isn't it you know I've picked you to play for England for all the good things you do at your club so keep doing them you know mm. Grealish is the same there's no point in picking him for what he does for his club then asking him to change you mm. know he's he can carry the ball players are scared to go anywhere near him in case he you know he falls to the ground and, and draws free kicks and fouls and penalties so We've got to use that and utilise it and just get maybe one or two around him that, that sort of are, are going to benefit the team accordingly. Well, Real Madrid's Aiden Hazard didn't feature in last night's game. He tested positive for COVID-19, meaning he's now self-isolating. The former Chelsea striker Tony Cascarino told Weekend Breakfast why he thinks the Belgians' time at the Bernabeu has gone sour after that mega move last year. If you turn up anywhere and you're not quite right, I did that Celtic and it's not an excuse. I weren't quite physically in the best condition of my career. And he turned up apparently overweight. And when you do that, you're playing catch up. And when you play catch up, you normally suffer a, co- a bit of a com- confidence issue because you know you're not quite right and you're not playing to the level expected of you. And uh, I think he's done that. I think he went there. Whether he celebrated too much before the big move, I don't know. <laughs> but he has done this a couple of times. He has switched off in his career. Chelsea fans will tell you that, you know, there were a couple of times where not only they questioned his commitment, but they also knew he just switched off. And when he's on, He's up there with some of the best players I've ever played the game. Now the Southampton attacker Theo Walcott joined Darren Bent on his boot room and he spoke about rejoining his boyhood club and what it means to play at St Mary's. When I was a young kid coming through and it was a family club and it's just something that sort of fits well with where I'm at in my career and my life as well. Um, and I want to do well, as simple as that. I want the club to do, I want personally to do well. Um, I don't want to, don't need or need to prove anything to anyone. I just want to go out there and express myself and enjoy. And I think in the last few games, I think you could slowly start to see that. It's been a bit like pre-season really for me still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably like a lot of players, to be fair. It's, it's sort of trying to play the catch-up game. Yeah, it's, like I said, I feel, I feel young again. I feel like a kid and that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. Slipping the ball through the centre. Walcott's beating the offside trap. He goes one-on-one with the goalkeeper and he slips it past Aurelio Gomez to 
score once again, Theo Walcott, 12th goal of the season. I mean, it just feels right about being at Southampton at the moment, to be honest. Just um, every time I look at the badge, it's just something means means so much more from, to me for, for whatever reason. I don't know. I feel like obviously coming from the ranks at a young age and not being able to play in the Premier League with them and always wanted to and then not having that chance. And now it's obviously come around that like full circle, a bit like a film, I suppose. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm dead excited to get going again. Our games were moved to the following Monday, I think. I'm just eager to play games. You know, when you get into a good run, obviously the international breaks come at a time as well where the club's doing fantastically well. So hopefully the guys can come back fit and healthy and um, we can give it a good go throughout the Christmas. Lewis Hamilton won his seventh World Formula One title, equaling the great Michael Schumacher's record as he took the victory at the Turkish Grand Prix on Sunday. Plenty of TalkSport presenters have said that he's nailed on to win this year's Sports Personality Award. You'll hear from Sir Jackie Stewart, Darren Goff and Laura Woods. But first up, this is Lewis's father, Anthony. We were just an ordinary family struggling to survive and I wanted to make sure that my son had a better life than I had and wanted to make sure that he grew up a decent man. He has this determination to succeed and he had it from the first time he said that I want to be a racing driver and he was five years of age. Lewis Hamilton has set a new record of Formula One wins. He's now overtaken Michael Schumacher and moved on to 92 career F1 victories. It was a very good win for Lewis and he, and he did it with a convincing style. The whole thing is a dream and what we don't do is we don't forget where we come from. When I I think of Sports Personality of the Year, I think Lewis Hamilton. If he doesn't win it this year, you might as well rip it up. BBC Sports Personality of the Year, in my opinion, is going to be one winner. That's Lewis Hamilton. It's got to be because he's just broken Michael Schumacher's record. This season he could equal Schumacher in the Farmers World Championship. You can only be the best of your time, and Lewis is the best of his time. And he, he should really be very proud of that. I'm extremely proud that my son turned out to be a better man than I ever could have been. And that he's decent, successful, very charitable. Lewis Hamilton is not only the uh, new world champion, he's also won the race. Now we heard the sad news yesterday that the former England goalkeeper Ray Clements had passed away at the age of 72. Those who played and worked with Ray included Viv Anderson, David James and TalkSport's Alan Brazil. They all paid tribute to one of the country's greatest ever goalkeepers. In games... If things were going wrong, oh dear, he'd be he'd be the first one to stand up and chuck down the gloves and say, "Hey, this ain't good enough." You know, he he was no shrinking violet, by the way. You know, Clem don't care who was in that dressing room, yeah. he would have his say and his authority in the dressing room. Everyone respected him. I promise you, it was fantastic. Especially with that great Liverpool team and that great back four behind him, he was a last line of defence, as you rightly say. He was a sweeper role, and he he took that on. Uh, to a different level I thought I think he was excellent at that and, and as I said if it wasn't for Peter Shorten he would have had 100 caps easily as well he was such a lovely bloke and I was listening to the uh, obviously the tributes being paid then and um, yeah we had I, I don't know it was over 10, 11, 12 years or whatever from the time that I first got in the squad and uh, I have to say we didn't see eye to eye all the time uh, I think it was me being young naive and him being the gentleman that he was um, but yeah I mean he was he was a top bloke and as I said, it's difficult talking because it's weird. I didn't expect to have this sort of feeling, but mm. yeah, I really, really, uh, really liked him, man. He was a top bloke.
Now, things aren't going well for Derby County at the moment. They've parted company with their manager, Philip Koku, with the club lying at the bottom of the championship table. Wayne Rooney and three other coaches will now oversee first-team matters until a permanent successor is appointed. Tony Cascarino and Gabriel Agbonlahor had their say on Rooney potentially getting the role on a full-time basis. We've seen what Lampard's done when he went to Derby. We've seen what Gerard's doing at the moment at Rangers. And I think Wayne Rooney's got um, all the uh, intelligence and the experience in his career to take it to that next step. He's been saying for the last year that he wants to be a manager. I think this is a perfect chance for him. And I think Derby might be a bit clever in not naming him yet, maybe giving him a couple of games, see how it goes and then make a decision. The team around him, Shea Given is one, you know, still relatively quite young. If Wayne can get an older head around him and dealing with the board and dealing with the sort of things that happen at championship level, improve the quality of player, uh, have an understanding of that with Wayne to nurture him, I think that would be a big thumbs up from me. Good ball inside the air, Rooney! 2-0! Far post volley from Wayne Rooney is gone and the fifth I think it's a hard one, isn't it? You, 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 I think you'd love to see him be a player manager at Derby, but at that level, a club you want to get promoted, I just can't see that happening. I think he's going to have to make a choice. If he carries on playing, then he doesn't become manager or he stops playing and becomes manager because at that level, you don't really see often for a player to be player manager. And Bristol City versus Derby County is live this Saturday at 3pm on TalkSport 2. You can download the free TalkSport app and swipe left to join the action. Now, this is the warm-up with Max Rushton and Barry Glendenning. And, of course, it's another pointless, confusing and weird game of Ian Culverhouse. Let's play. Mikel Beck. Steve Chettle. Erland Johnson. Gary Charles. Gary Bannister Mel Sterland Gary Penrice Phil Starbuck Phil Stamp Alan Kernahan Mustafa Hadji Yusuf Chippo Kobe Jones Roy Wegerly David Boost Goodney Bergson Dimitri Karin Dane Whitehouse Noradine Nabet Romeo Zondervan John Chidozi Chris Barrett-Williams Nico Clyson David Linnigan Ian Culverhouse <laughs> I'm going to put it out there, Barry I was blown away Absolutely steamroll you there <laughs> Maybe, I mean, it's not for me to say I'm but embarrassed by that I, Well, I just think, I just came out of the traps And there was nothing you could do <sighs> uh, Anyway, your reaction to that, please You've uh, been, Have you been getting private coaching? Well, you know we've missed a couple of weeks. Yes, I've just I've just spent that time playing, practicing. just practicing. Pr- yeah, yeah, yeah. With the I got, when I got my start, I got some, Mrs. Rushton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I'd a, imagine she's pretty. She's good pretty at good. This yeah, group. yeah. She's excellent at that. So that's that's why I don't, that's not cheating though, isn't it? Like no. footballers had to train during lockdown. I had to just had to you know get a special personal Culverhouse trainer in. Crack on with it anyway. Crikey, better luck next week. And we finish with the Trans-Europe Express with Danny Kelly and Andy Brassel looking back at the other Nations League matches and which team might win next year's Euros, which is called this year's Euros, but it's taking place next year. You know what I mean. Frank de Boer has been a lucky boy to get this job after, you know, you can survive one 
maybe two bad job choices. And I think it's got a lot to do with job choices mm. as well as the job that he's actually done. But three in a row that have gone really quite badly. And I know you'll take us through what went wrong at Atlanta United. He has still got a good group. And the last, I think, game and a half have been quite promising, albeit against a weak Bosnia today and against Spain in the second half to, to salvage a draw, um, which nevertheless made him the first Dutch coach to... Um, go through his first four games without winning in the history of the Netherlands national team. Chips it in towards Giroud. It's fisted down but put into the net for 2-0. Griezmann scores again and France is surely there. This was the best France performance in, in quite a long time and it does feel sometimes that they need those big games to to make them step up and as I said earlier this was a huge big deal to Portugal they took huge pride in winning the First Nations League this was their their last chance to, to get back to the final four again and now they can't make it because France were the first team and still the only team to definitely make it to the, the final four and what I thought was instructive about this is they went back to pretty much the same shape as they did that saw them through the World Cup that sort of asymmetrical 4-4-2 That's it for now. There'll be another one of these TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. And until then, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.